you are here on purpose with a purpose by design and not by default and it is your time right now to share your story on right now to right now and this is an author's platform i am pamela hinkle and i am so excited that you are here with us today I have this amazing woman with me. Can you see her? If you're if you're watching us on YouTube, you can't. If you're not, then you're going to hear her in just a moment. This is someone that I consider not only to be an incredible person, but I count her as a friend. She mm -hmm. has such a story. Yashika, welcome to right <laughs> now. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for having me. Thank you also for putting this platform together. Wow, this is awesome. <laughs> we are so excited to have you. And could you just tell us a little bit about hmm, who's Yashika? People that don't know you like I do, tell us all about who you are. Wow, you know, it's funny because I, I had to start thinking about that myself. Who am I? I'm so good at telling who somebody else is. So now I'm getting in that practice of who am I? Well, I'm Yashika B. My, that's my name. My actual name is Yashika Mack. But now I am a, a serial entrepreneur and now a new author. Yay! I am um, a speaker. I am empower of women. I like to say that I am a person who helps those with the eclectic minds bring it together to formulate something powerful through women. I love that. I love that. So entrepreneur, mm -hmm. helping with the eclectic mind. Is that how you worded that? Yes, the eclectic mind. Women. I mm -hmm. love that. And we're going to hear all about your latest project here mm -hmm. in just a moment. But I have a quote for you and I, I want, I'm going to just share it. I'm going to read it actually mm -hmm. so that I don't mess it up. But here's the quote. Stay faithful to the stories in your head. Now, mm. I thought that that was such a powerful quote, Yashika, because to me, there are many things that have happened in my life that I should write down, but I didn't write down. Mm -hmm. Or like we had spoke about prior to our recording today about listening to that intuition and mm -hmm. following that inner voice and, mm -hmm. and taking time to do that. So really staying true to those stories that are playing in our head could really, for me, could be such so vast, like writing down those stories, producing mm -hmm. that book like you've done, or right. even listening to that intuitive self that's saying, hmm, you should act differently. You should write this down. Mm -hmm. You should do that. There is something profound about staying true to those stories in your head so what does that statement speak to you when you um just mentioned it two things came to me one um when you can't see the picture for when you're in the frame that quote came and wow. two it was like i it's almost like a light with me like a light shine because so I, I talk about this a lot and I'll just share it with you. So often we live based on what others think or what we have to do for others. And yet we have dreams, goals and aspirations that are inside of us. And if we don't ever tap back into it and say, you know, this is who I am, it gets buried. So if you stay true, just remember those stories and stay faithful to the stories that are in your head, that eventually you can bring that beautiful person out again and blossom. 
I kind of like um, some of the women who say that they're kind of lost, may have families and kids and they lose themselves, but it's there. But we just have to declutter and unplug. And then when we stay true to it, like, wow, that's there. And now let me work on me. Let me inspire me. Let me listen to my intuition. Let me work on what makes me happy. And it doesn't mean that you take away from anyone else. It's just that you're just staying true to yourself. And sometimes we just get our, um, ourselves kind of like we just put ourselves on the back burner. But now we have to stay true for, to it, stay faithful to it. And when we tap into it, we don't want to let it go. Don't wow. let it go. Don't let it go. I mm -hmm. love that. So staying true to the stories as mm -hmm. an author, we can kind of relate to that, right? The, the stories mm -hmm. that are true to us, but I love how you're saying, stay faithful with it. Like, don't let it go. I don't love go. that. Don't let it go. Take hold of that. Mm -hmm. Well, Yashika, mm -hmm. I have my notes pad right here, my journal. We were talking about this earlier. Mm -hmm. How many journals does it take? <laughs> many. <laughs> I got my pen. I'm ready to learn from you today. We want to hear your backstory. What kind of brought you to the place of entering into author land, but primarily brought you to the place with this new project that mm -hmm. you are have released? How did mm -hmm. you get here? Well, I got here kind of like, I would say happenstance, but I don't say that anymore. And I don't say luck. I say it was intentional, but just because I didn't know that it was intentional, I have to remember when we always say about the scripture, it, everything is working for our better, for our good, right? We think about that with the, with the Lord. If you believe, and I'm uh, to the audience, listen, I'm very a uh, spiritual person and I'm just going to upfront tell you, I do believe in God. So I believe in his power and his presence, even um, when I didn't know he had a power and presence over me. So when I think about my book and my journey, it's just, all, it all relates back to him, how he helped me and kept me in times when I didn't even know he was there. So when I was going through a situation years ago, my husband passed away. And the year after I was like, okay, I need to write a book about him. And so for years to pass to, to forward, I always thought that was what it was going to be. And I just didn't put myself in a position to even let that come true. However, I decided to dig deep and go inside of myself a few years ago. And when I did, things started coming out. I joined the Power Horse. That's where I met Miss Pamela. And then uh, also, and during that time, I was going through turmoil with my daughter and never expressed that out other than the people who was around me. And the process of when I thought, tell God what you want to do and let him show you what he's going to do. <laughs> so oh, it's like, and that's kind of like what he what he did. Say that again. You tell God what you want to do and he'll show you what he's going to do. So, and that's, that's just the way it happened. When you surrender and you stop fighting, you, you're fighting what me, I'm not talking about, I was fighting and, you know, and it's like when you, when you surrender, it's like, you know what, Lord, we say Jesus take the will, but we, we say it's so vain, but we don't realize take the will. And if you really take the will, he will take the will from you, but you have to release and let go. And when he did that, a whole lot of stuff just changed because the process I was going through with my, my daughter at the time, it was, it was something that came over me. It's like, okay, when I got to the end of it, I was like, man, I know I can't be the only one out here like me. I know that some there's got to be another mother out there, or if not, let me write this to just tell my truth on how I really felt about what was going on. And with that, Pamela, since people have read that book 
And, and when a woman came to me and said, I thought something was wrong with me to express I didn't like my child. I mean, I know people like, what? <laughs> but yes, but we didn't say we didn't love. It's the right. things that we go through and that you can be okay to say, at this moment in my life, I don't like you. <laughs> I don't right. like you. I don't like who I am. I don't like what we are together, but I love you. I love you. And I know that we can get through it, but it takes a lot. And that's what the book is about. It's about a journey between me and my kids. It's called A Mother's Love Tested. Why not me? Because one thing of going through a journey, I went through so much in my life and, and a lot of us do, but I never asked God, why me? Like the woe is me. No, I always said, why not me? Because I felt that if I was going through, someone else wouldn't have to go through that trial, that tribulation, that turmoil that I just went through. Because I felt like somebody else wasn't strong enough to handle it. So and with that being said, that is one of the reasons why I put it to paper so that other people out there, other ladies, other women, and even fathers, because although I'm writing it from a woman's perspective, but fathers are raising girls and raising kids too. And they're part of the home too, that we have this, you can have this relationship where you thought you knew your child, you thought it was one thing, and then it turns out it's something else. Then you have to go back and reroute your brain, your mind, your memory, everything to come to the, the new thing. and. And so I was like, okay, I'm sure <laughs> that there's somebody out there, but it was therapy to me to even write it down. Wow. Therapy to you to mm -hmm. even write it down. Mm -hmm. So when you went through all of this, you said uh, that you you're, you lost your husband and you mm -hmm. went through this whole situation with your daughter, mm -hmm. trying to come to terms with that. Like, I am not liking her right now and all the emotions that come with that as a mom, right? Mm -hmm. And trying to navigate through both of those intense things happening mm -hmm. in your life. Mm -hmm. You begin writing it down with the intention of maybe this will help somebody someday or writing out your husband's story, all of this, but it ends up being therapy. Mm -hmm. you. you mean for and me yet still helping so many other people and will mm -hmm. help even more right. but i want your i want the audience to hear that mm -hmm. again going back to the statement we opened up with being true to those stories in your head mm -hmm. that story was playing around in yashika's head not just the trauma of everything she would have mm -hmm. been through but to write it down and what was heaven's best for her it was that this would be therapy. One of the ways that you can navigate through the muck and the yuck that happens mm -hmm. is through writing. And so, and and God is faithful, isn't he? So what became right. therapy for you has become therapy for so many. That yeah. is really powerful, Yashika. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes I think we people think, women, moms, but mm -hmm. anybody, like mm -hmm. who am I to write a book? Like what, what knowledge do I have? I'm just the average, you know, the average Joe, the average Joanne, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and not realize that what you do have matters mm -hmm. and that you don't have to claim some certain status in order to make an investment into the world. And so you took this, all these lemons that life dealt you mm -hmm. began to write them out. God used it as therapy for you to bring healing into your heart and your right. mind and your emotions. But then also, Yashika, 
be mm-hmm. has now become mm-hmm. a coach and a mentor mm-hmm. and a helper and an entrepreneur. And who knows if we turned if we could turn back the dials of time, what would have happened, Yashika? Who knows? What if you had said no to that therapy of writing? Right. Maybe you would not be as free as you are right now. And if that's the case, who could you be helping? Maybe not as many as you are now. So mm-hmm. there's always that eternal thing. Everything I always say, everything God does has an eternal point of view. There's mm-hmm. an eternal backing to it. He doesn't do anything on this surface level. Everything has an eternal reason behind it. And so here, he wanted to bring you through that, mm-hmm. but he wanted to bring others through it mm-hmm. as well. And he was going to use your story to do it. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Isn't that powerful? It is. Yeah. It's very powerful. And mm-hmm. even like when I was going looking at your the, um, quote, stay faithful to the stories in your head again. And I jotted down, believe in yourself, because when you don't stay faithful to your stories, that's when you don't you kind of miss the belief. You know, if you're looking at it both ways, I try to look at the things from an open outside looking in, inside looking out type of way when it comes down to me, because I try to get all the way dirty, you know, because when I ask God to show me me, I don't want you showing me my good stuff. When he's not, he's going to show you all of you. So <laughs> that's what they be ready because he would definitely show all of you to you. And I I look at the trials, I look at the tribulations, I look at the, the lessons and the stories to learn to actually learn from them and to be oh, as transparent as possible. Because when you are not faithful and true to yourself, you can't, it's not, I'm not saying that you're, you're lying, but you're just not necessarily living in your truth. And the truth is to you, you know, your truth, not somebody else's truth. And uh, through this process, and I just wanted to back up just a tad bit. When my husband passed away in 2012, I went from 2012 all the way up to 2020 thinking thinking that I was okay, that I had done the necessary things because I, I'm a mover. I'm a shaker. I'm a mover. I keep going. I, I go, 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 go. I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do that. I got to get this. got to do this and this. And then during the time process, um, right about that 2013, a year later is when I started just really having problems. Well, as a matter of fact, not even 2013, 2012, two months after he passed is when I started having problems with my daughter. So with that, I'm still, I'm, I'm a newly widowed wife. I'm a single mother now because I have kids. And then now I have a teenager who's, I don't know what's going on. Are you, are you acting out because you're a teenager? Okay. We wrote that one off. Okay. You just, you're being a teenager and you just, you just lost, you know, we just had a great loss. So we just went on for about five or six years where we were doing this battle thing. And then to, um, she was one way. She was this way. She was that way. And I still had two other ones at home. And I'm just telling you a little bit about the, the backstory so people can understand. Because if I want, like, oh, what did you say about the book? So I'm giving you a little bit of backstory. So we were going through all this. When she would disappear. She would come home. She would leave. She would be gone for days. We don't. I don't have. I don't get a call. I don't get a. Uh, I don't even get snail mail. You know, nothing. And then this went on. I want people to understand. This went on for a total of about six years. Oh my gosh! And so every time we we thought I thought that we was doing better, just something just happened. Until last year, which I say 2020 is when we realized a lot of things happened that transpired in between it. But that was the breaking point for everybody. It's like, look, you got you have to find out, get some help, and come to find out, one of my friends, whom also 
worked with that population, the adolescents, the teens, the troubles, because I have a master's in counseling and psychology. So that the things that you can't see, when I say you can't see the picture when you're in the frame, because how did I miss the mental illness? And that's what I'm bringing up to, up to speed to um, what we're going on now is that my daughter was suffering from a mental illness. But all this time I fought, number one, remember, I lost my husband in 2012. So when the behavior started two months later, what was I thinking? Oh, she's she's a teenager, typical teenager going through, not typical, but extra going through some things. Um, she just lost her, her dad that she knew. And, and, and we're just not we're just not making it work. Then she goes off to college. And again, here I am trying to be an extra mom. She ain't trying to hear that. So I'm now I'm battling a, a young adult, you know, we, that's going through their things. So I'm writing off as th these things. Then again, okay, well, we know that drugs is out there. We know the people that the kids are smoking. We know. So, okay, we're well, now writing. I'm giving all these things other than what was right in front of me. And I did not recognize it. I did not recognize because sometimes they say when you're too close, you're too yeah. close to it. You can't see it. And so, and that was me. I was just too close because I didn't see it. And so now when I think about myself, how, how did you miss this stuff? You, you, you trained on it. You know, you studied it. You, you, um, <laughs> you passed exams on this. You, you, uh, I actually even interned with, but it was adolescent boys, but the same behaviors though. So I'm like, what did I, what did I do? How did I miss this? And when I tell you the, the um, situation between us had gotten so bad that I, when I said I didn't like her, remember, I'm li not liking what I see, this defiant teenager, right. defiant young adult. And then now, and I give you the background to see now, now where we are when we learn that it's a mental, it was a mental illness undiagnosed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and during that, that initial, initial peak of it, was the time that it would have been so much better had it been diagnosed back in the right. early teens. But now it did not get diagnosed until she was a well adult. So now it went from bipolar to bipolar schizoaffective disorder. You know, so now, now we have two when in her, um, you know, they'll tell you the people who are more experienced about it, they're not going to tell you what's going on with the, with the dopamine and the, the head, you know, with the, with her triggers and all that kind of that great stuff. Well, I'm saying great stuff now, but what I want to tell people is that although I went through all that and I did write about not so much in the dead, I stayed true to her because no matter what, she still has to live. So all the, the back, back end is not going to be in the book because I just don't feel like you, I had to paint. I feel like I painted a great picture enough for you to understand, to sure. see that there was more and, and then enough to know that, wait a minute, now we have something to call healing. And you cannot heal if you do not accept and acknowledge your behaviors. And I'm not talking about hers. I'm talking about mine. As a mom who was not seeing what was going on, who was not understanding, who was just not in a place that I was even, I think at one a particular part of my life, I just shut down too. Just shut it all off. This is what you are, just done, you know? So, yeah. and then one thing, and one other thing is that who does not let you go in your worst hour, in the midnight, who does never ever leaves you or forsakes you? That's God. He's so faithful. He does not leave you. And even when you, when you don't know what you don't know, he knows. And he's again, so I'll go back to what I said in the beginning, but when you surrender 
Sometimes we, some of us have to go through a lot before we truly surrender. And then I feel sorry for those who never do because you're missing a great awakening, a beautiful life. Because if you had been in my shoes or what I was going through, you'd be like, how in the world are you not crazy? You're, you're up on somebody's floor, or it's strung out. And I, I was even told that by a counselor. It's just like shocking that you're not, you know, I, I didn't turn into that stuff. I just turned to the fact, I just said like, why not me? Why not me? And I use that as my strength, more strength. Because again, like I was saying before, as long as it was me, it was not somebody else. And so that's, and that's, I just wanted to bring everybody up to speed on that. Just like, you know, this is what's yeah. going on in the process now. And the reason why I, I, I go to the A, because I use an acronym called paid in full. And I go to the A first because the A is what we don't want to do is acknowledge and accept. I will acknowledge somebody else is wrong, but we don't want to acknowledge and accept our own. It's easier for somebody else, but when you have, when you're really soul searching and you really want to fix the situation, you can't fix the situation over there, out there, behind there, under. No, it starts right inside of you. You True. have to turn inward, inward, and and work on you. And when you turn inward, outward will appreciate what the inward has done. But it won't happen until you give it an opportunity, and that's why I, I stick on that a acknowledge and accept. And once you acknowledge and accept yourself, then you can go back to that closet or go back to him in prayer and let, ask God for an intentional, intentional deliverance from what it is that you just acknowledged and accepted about yourself. Meaning that you just had to acknowledge something that you didn't see or that you didn't know or something that you didn't like about yourself and work on the deliverance, which is the become begins the healing and the healing comes from surrendering and gratitude to <laughs> being grateful because no matter how ugly it got, I was grateful because it could have been worse. You know, I'd never, I've, as many times as I had to go get her or send for her, I, I never had her traffic somewhere else. She wasn't missing. You know, she wasn't in jail. So I'm grateful. I don't have, I don't have a bunch of grandchildren or here or, or law. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful because I know it could have been worse. No matter how you look at it, it could have been worse. But And I also know that no matter what it looks like, and I say this all the time to myself, it is working for my favor. It is working for me. It is working in the good of the greatness of God. I know that. No, I don't care how bad it looks. If you can keep that in front of your brain as your focus is working better, it'll work itself out. It will. I am a living testimony on that. <laughs> I am living on that one. All right. So you have A for acknowledge or accept mm -hmm. and I for intentional. I love that. And I love how you paired intentional with deliverance mm -hmm. and then how you expounded on deliverance. Mm -hmm. Deliverance is part of the healing process. It is the healing process because mm -hmm. you're being delivered out of all of that which was holding you captive mm -hmm. but then you you honed in and you're like mm, you need to surrender mm -hmm. that's right have gratitude and then gave these incredible examples mm -hmm. i think that was really bold of you to 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 speak that out because i know this mm -hmm. isn't the first place that you've said that but mm -hmm. to speak out about it could have been worse. And then to give those, to list them. Mm -hmm. I think that that is a really bold statement mm -hmm. but for you to do because 
uh, you're looking at it and going, hey, you know, this was awful, but it, I could have on top of that been dealing with, right? Mm-hmm. So you're finding that gratitude in there, mm-hmm. which according to your acknowledging, uh, you said you got to acknowledge your stuff. And mm-hmm. I love that because you came to that place where you're like, okay, I've lost my husband. That's mm-hmm. awful. Like mm-hmm. it's terrible. And right. you're having to work through that. But then to deal with this situation with your daughter, who you are chalking it up to whatever it is she's going through. Right. To come face with it and say, I can't just blame life because I lost my husband. I can't just say my kid is, is acting up because blah, 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 blah. Right. You owned and acknowledged and accepted your part in mm-hmm. that, which ultimately led to your, not just your deliverance, but your mm-hmm. daughter. Absolutely. We have such a better relationship now. And you have AI. And all I can think about is, uh, you know, we, we want to talk about artificial intelligence, but I'm calling this Adonai's intelligence because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's pretty amazing. Did you have any other letters that I should be writing down? Yes, the P. I um I did skip over the P. The P is pray for. The, the P is to pray because it's paid in full. And then when you put it all together, you say paid in full and you think about Christ when he came. He came for us to have a life and a life more abundance. He paid the ultimate price. So and that was another thing I had to look at. You're going through this stuff. He didn't say you wasn't going to go through some stuff, but he paid the ultimate price for you. So therefore, if you can keep and stay focused again, to know it's going to work for the better of you. And if you could just remember that, but it doesn't work for the betterment of others when they don't connect the those dots. That statement, what he did, the script, if they don't connect it, they won't they won't understand that or won't see it. So they're thinking, I'm just staying in this wilderness. Well, you're staying in that wilderness because you're holding yourself in that wilderness. Because he died for you to come out of that wilderness. So if you don't acknowledge all the things that you've done, pray for and and I say ask and accept and acknowledge because we want to sugarcoat things. We don't want to just say, okay, did I that's that was me. I that's that was me. <laughs> And so, and then even on the acknowledgement that he is real, we don't, and some people don't acknowledge that. So if you're not going to acknowledge anything, you can't ask for an intentional deliverance from nothing because you don't know what you're being delivered from. And oftentimes the deliverance is from the individual. Remember I said you have to work inside to come out. So you have to be delivered from you and then create, you know, create and, and allow that blossom to just bloom, you know, the blooming, you know, that flower to just bloom and blossom, I should say. Um, but if we don't be true, because we say a lot of things like, and I see a lot, and I'm saying we because I'm just generalizing as far as the public and everything, because we have gotten so good at attacking other people. But can you get good at attacking yourself too? <laughs> we, we might have, we might start, you know, we might start loving each other a little bit more. If we just attack ourselves because if you love you, you can love somebody else. But if you don't love you, you can't love anybody else. So, so just attack, 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 attack. And because <laughs> I feel like if we put more time and emphasis on ourselves, we won't have time to worry about what you're doing over there, other than love you. So. <laughs> oh, that is so good. 
you can't love others if you don't love yourself. Well, that's right. right? Mm -hmm. But as you go on that attack, 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 you're going to be so focused on bettering yourself, your best Mm -hmm. life now, right? That you are not going to be able to do anything but love your neighbor or love your daughter or love whoever's next to you. And you know what else? You can recognize love now. Because when I change the way I look at things, I, I see love. I can look at your pictures and see love. I say, mm-hmm. Pam loves herself. I can look at something. And, and it's amazing that I see this now. And it's like one of the ladies in the gym, I say, I love how you love yourself. And she says, girl, I would have it no other way. But, you know, love yourself. And then and it just, it's almost contagious. It's contagious. And we can spread that. Oh, my goodness. Man, can we change some things? You became, as you went through this healing process and writing Mm -hmm. your book, God showed you how to recognize love. Mm -hmm. That is like, let's put up camp right here. (laughs) Put up the tent, but get out the bonfire. Seriously, unpack that a little bit more for us. Recognizing love. Recognizing love. Because we think we can, we think we know what it is because so, so what is it? Is it a feeling? Is it a, a is it a spirit? What, what is love? You know, what really is, is it a person? You know, how do you define it? But you, for me, it's like, I was looking for my purpose and what is my gift. And I just realized when all this stuff and I decluttered, it's like, I can see it now when somebody's truly happy and happiness doesn't come from what somebody do for you is what you do for yourself. And you can see it. You can see, and like you know how we say we um we say people have such a good outer appearance, but for something for some reason, I can attach to the love on the inside of them. I feel it to know that that, that is genuine. It, it's happiness. It's it's a it's a I say it's a whole um, compilation of things like gratitude, happiness, and spirit, and and just healthiness and a true health. You know, not just food, but healthy with with what's in their mind. I can, I just feel it. I don't know how. I can't really explain it, but I notice that that I can see sometimes if I'm I'm scrolling through Facebook or something, or I'm out in the public, and I'm like, "Dang, that's a happy person. That's a that's a person that loves themselves." You can just see it. You can see it on them, and and that's and that's a good thing. So I don't know how to really explain it. It's just something that he gave me. And I thank him for it. I'm, you know what? I'm gonna have to ask him to explain that to me now. <laughs> it's like, Lord, how do I how do I do these things? Because really, lately, I have noticed that some of the things that I just did not did not pay attention to when I started saying, "Pay attention to yourself." These things are coming up, and that's just one of them. What do you see? What do you recognize in others? And also, um, spirits like like spirits. When I'm thinking a certain type of way, and then all of a sudden I get a text from somebody, and I'm like. I don't look at it like this no more. I'm like, thank you. You got me, you know, yeah. or if it's, if it's a picture, I said, I'm like, thank you. Because I just tune out anything that's not connected to him. So I don't see it. So if it's not connected then I really just don't see it anymore, it's there, but I just don't, you know how we say what you focus on expands. So if I'm not focusing on the negativity, I'm focusing on looking for his blessing. It's expanding. So that's, I guess that's how I see the love on somebody else because I'm focused on on looking for love and the happiness and the spirituality and the gratitude and making this world a better place with one person at a time. And that would be me, the man in the mirror, as Michael Jackson said. Yes, I love that song, by the way. 
It's oh, one of my favorites. That's one of my favorites. It's actually in my morning routine list. It's not a song that gets played every morning, but mm -hmm. it's in that list because it drives it home. Mm -hmm. Okay, so like my takeaways from that, which you okay. just said, you were talking about how you recognizing love can come across as happiness. It can come across as joy. You could see compassion, mm -hmm. you can see peace all of these things on people and that is your your you've been awoke to it god mm -hmm. as you've gone through this healing right mm -hmm. what has happened is you have become aware of it in others and right. that is so extremely cool and and because of that is kind of like seeing the god in others you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that you have you also said this and this is really powerful i think because you said that you don't focus on the negativity any longer. Mm -hmm. That, you know, it's not that you deny that things are there or that bad things have happened or whatever, but there's what we focus on expands. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, we know that God is focusing on the good. In fact, it says you quoted this scripture earlier that all things work out for good for those that love him, right? Mm -hmm. So no matter what is coming down the pike in our life, he's going to bring good to you out of it. How can there be good that can come out of a loss of a spouse? We're not saying that that was a good thing, but if you leave it in the hands of the greater one, mm -hmm. he brings good to us through uh, the learnings, through whatever. And that was kind of what I took away from what you were saying was, there's been a change in Yashika and how right. she views the world and how mm -hmm. she views people and maybe mm -hmm. even views the heavens or God specifically mm -hmm. as looking for the good. Right. That is so powerful. That really blessed me. I'm so glad that you shared that. But mm -hmm. I would love it now if you will tell us about your book. Tell, I mean, you've told us about it, but mm -hmm. uh, tell us when did you start writing it? Is it out? Yes. You know, tell us your favorite part. What's been like the most growing part of writing this book? Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite fond memory as you were up late at night typing away or whatever? Mm -hmm. Just give us a little insight into your project. Okay. Well, first I would just like to tell everybody how hard-headed I am against my own self. I'm telling mm -hmm. you, you really have to work through your own paradigms or your own, your own true your own truth to get to some things. And yeah. when he gives you something and you don't see it, you just have to act on it. And so what I did was my friend uh, came to me uh, last year, around about September and asked that we do a book. Uh, it was a book, a compilation of mothers. It's called Mothers and Daughters. And so this time I, for what, I just said yes. And I normally don't do that because I don't like to get out of my comfort zone. I just to stay in my, I, I just, I've been setting my ways for so long. It's in my comfort zone. Just don't bother me and I don't bother you. However, the book came. And so I wrote the chapter and I thought that I was supposed to write Sip Slow, which was the book about my husband. But, and I was all geared up thinking that that's what I was getting ready to do. But Mothers and Daughters came and she asked me to write the chapter. And then when I wrote that chapter in the book, he said, he, and I'm talking about God, was like, no, now you have to finish it. And I'm like, to myself during this time i'm still i'm still trying to half listen to me half listen to him because you know sometimes we think we know no best and we don't 
And that didn't work. And so then Dr. Angie Gray, the same thing when I said, what you're seeking is seeking you, has a publishing company. She says, you know what? I need to help pull that out of you. Just do it. And she says, you do it. And I'm going to edit it. And so I had no excuse, Pam. I had no excuse not to get it done. And then <laughs> Dr. Gray, her husband said, and I will publish it. And they was like, we would do it for you free of charge. And I'm like, okay. So I had no excuse of not getting it done. None. <laughs> so therefore, I had to get it done. So it was done around about the mid, mid of May. Now it's available on Amazon. And you can get it from Amazon right now. And then, of course, for me. But I like people to go to Amazon. And uh, it just, it's an easy read. It's, that's one thing about me. Most people know me. I'm to the point, straight to the point. I don't put a lot of gravy and stuff on the, on the food. I just want to just eat, just be done and go home. You know? So that's why I wrote the book. So it's very much to the point to talk about. The first part of it is about a mother's love tested. And I also talk about not just my daughter, but, but the situation between my son. Cause I had two that actually I felt like I lost on the same day. And then we go into the, the most valuable part to me is when I explained the acronym paid in full. And I remember thinking of it, I wrote it down as a speech years ago and then it came to me again here and it just fit. And we started applying it and not just applying it as I was writing the book, we apply it now to heal ourselves because although the book is an easy read and we've, I finished it, but we're still working because you can't, you don't get to this place overnight. The, the bitterness, the arguments, it didn't, that didn't happen overnight. So I don't expect for it to be an overnight heal. I expect for it to be time and in the time process to, for me also con to continue to recognize my triggers and my things that I need to work on as well as my daughter. And we hold each other accountable now. And, and if I had to say anything else, Came out of that's to me is the most beautiful part because when you know moms we don't we don't like to hear from our, we don't like our kids telling us nothing we don't like to, we don't like to, <laughs> but I'm just honest we don't we don't like it don't don't tell me about my stuff but it's working because it's a healing process like one we I can just tell you this is a situation real quick I I was we switched vehicles so I didn't have my wallet so. I went to her job and I was so mad. You know how we get all worked up because I didn't have a wallet and I had to go out of town. So I was calling and said, hey, come meet me with the wallet, blah, blah, blah. So to make a long story short, I got the, got the wallet out of the truck because I actually told her the wallet was in the truck before she left, but she know how that is. So when she came down, then I'm still in this. I go to find the most. So I'm up here trying to fuss. And she says, mama, I'm not trying to hear all that. And remember, if y'all go back to the book, the book says I'm a black mom. And y'all know some things that we just don't sit well with. I'm not trying to hear all that. So I'm like, <laughs> it's like one of those things. So if I'm going to revert back to. So, but the point was when she said that, she um, texted me. She said, You wanted your wallet, right? That was the goal. <laughs> Ooh. So at the time, and as, as I was riding, because we had a boxing tournament, the two and a half hours, I thought about that. I marinated on that. And she's absolutely right. That, if we can remember that right there, we can we can kill a whole lot of arguments. What was the goal? The goal was I needed my wallet. So once I got my wallet, why am I still fussing about something? I got it. So that was the goal, right? And it made so much sense. And that's what I learned from that. And I learned that from who? My daughter. What's your goal? When you accomplish your goal, 
You shouldn't. And, and people, we get into these, like I was talking about the, the bitterness, the attack and attack and attack. Well, what is your goal? Is your, your goal is to change somebody's mind? You're not going to do that. How about your goal be that we can agree to disagree and we move on? Yes. Yes. That is so powerful. <laughs> so this incredible like learning spiral up mm -hmm. for you mm -hmm. through this whole time. Mm -hmm. It's been like a metamorphosis for you, hasn't it? Yes. 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 So here's a kind of just a random question thought that mm -hmm. I have. What do you think about like, do you think there could be a volume two? Um, <laughs> I, I do, but I want her to um, get a little bit more involved. Now, she read all of this one, and I do think it'd be a volume two because I still want people to understand that it's a healing process. So because we want a microwave society, but we're not. We're, I know what you see looks fast, but some things we cannot speed up the process because we miss the journey, the lessons. It's not about where you're going. It's a, it's the journey to get there. So and that's that's the that's the beauty of it. That's the process. Like right now, you would think, okay, if you a year ago, if she had to say, I've been so upset, but I love the fact that she said it to me. What was the goal? Because it made me think. Instead yeah. of it, it made me go back into what I'm the thinking of results, the change your mindset, those paradigms. It made me think about my where I are you really going to practice what you've been learning or, or are you just gonna let it pass by, which is what we've done with most of our life. Just so now you really have to apply if you're want, gonna say, Okay, God, I'm I gave you the reins. Well, I have to allow him to do that, even if a child has to correct me. I have to, I have to allow that because that, because the goal is I want to be a better person today than I was yesterday. I want to leave this world with some type of value that somebody said she was here and she brought so much value and wisdom through her own trials and tribulations and she shared it. I want to be able to be that. So if I can't do that, if I'm going to continue to stay over here, because my focus is I want to live a better life. I want to do better. So I can't keep doing all that back and forth. That, it, 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 the book don't match the front, the, um, the cover. If I do that, you know. So even uh, please continue. I was saying so. So where it comes from, I'm just looking for that learning. I'm looking for that lesson. That's why I said I don't focus on the negative. I focus on the lesson, and that's what that was the lesson in that for me to get it real quick. Hey, look, the goal was you wanted your wallet. You got your wallet. Hmm. And move on. on. I love that. And how it is in our society mm -hmm. where people just grip on like a bulldog on a bone. Mm -hmm. uh, and don't let go. And don't let go. And they they stay in that offense and they stay in that anger. And uh, you know, when, when somebody does me wrong, they crossed me and I to blah, 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 you know, and I'm not saying we just let people do us wrong and that there's no mm -hmm. consequences mm -hmm. for actions because of course there is, mm -hmm. but it can be just so like snap natural. Mm -hmm. Like I am angry. She left with my, my stuff. I don't, can't believe this. And here we are. Uh, instead of rejoicing in the fact that you have your wallet and can go off on your on your business adventure that you needed mm -hmm. to go out on, uh, we are still bound up and angry on the inside. 
And that's not only hurting, uh, it's hurting the other other people, but it's really hurting ourselves, isn't it? Right. It's, kind of, it's cutting off our nose to spite our face kind of right. thing. Right. And then we are not open to hear what the heavens are saying to us. What is God saying to you? You can't hear him because you're too mad and you're going through that narrative over and over and over mm -hmm. again. Uh, that is so good, Nishika. So I have one more question for mm -hmm. you. My question is, who should read your book? And and I can tell you, I mean, she's going to elaborate on this, but mm -hmm. I'm going to say everyone. Yeah. <laughs> who should read your book? I think every mother that has a daughter or a teenager in their household that's looking at their kid as saying, they are out of control. They're on drugs. Before we go and give that to them, let us learn something about what mental illness is so we can see those signs because they do parallel each other. And that that child that you're pushing, because sometimes if that child is not actually on drugs or anything and you're labeling them that way and you're pushing them out because you're maybe pushing a truly mentally ill child and you're putting them out there and they don't know how to cope with the with what's out there because they don't even know how to cope with what's in home. So before we do that, that's that's where I want to talk to and also talk to the mothers and the fathers who think that you can't not like your children. You can. And you can not like them and you still can be a supportive and great parent to them. And you can understand there's a other person I want to talk to. There's like three. Also, it's for the people who are still trying to battle or trying to be on the fence or am I my child's friend or am I a parent? Wow. That, that um, di um, dynamic also my book is for. So, cause I also went through that too. And you will see in the book, did it help or hurt? It's for you yeah. to find out by reading the book. <laughs> <laughs> and where again do we find this wonderful book? You can find it on Amazon right now. It's on Amazon. Amazon. Okay, do we just look up the title? Say the title one more oh, time. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. A, a Mother's Love Tested, Why Not Me by Yashika B. And it is on Amazon. All right. And also, you get it both ways too Amazon and also the Kindle form. So the paperback okay. and the Kindle. And it's affordable and it's an easy read. And I did that purposely. <laughs> so we are without excuse. <laughs> right. <laughs> love it. Absolutely. Okay. And I love Kindle. I mean, I appreciate that the written form uh, in my mm -hmm. hand, but I'm telling you, my phone is full of Kindle books. So mm -hmm. that, yeah, I'm very grateful for Kindle because you know what? I can carry like 500 books with me at one time now. <laughs> wow. That's good. <laughs> so it's all right in here all the time, whatever mm -hmm. it is. Yeah, oh, so that's good. Yeah. Is there anything else that you don't that you feel like mm, I really wanted to share this and I didn't? Are there any other gold nuggets that you have for us before we wind down today? Well, I would like to say this to the people because I always like to close with this when you're building and you're doing things. Because like I, I mentioned before, a serial entrepreneur, because I'm always into something, and we have talked about authors, and I think um, and Pam's an author, we know a lot of authors. And remember, there's there's an abundance out there, abundance. So I don't have to not shed light or shine her light in fear of mine being dimmed because it's not. Just remember that you don't have to tear down anyone's kingdom while building your empire because there's plenty of room at the top. It's the bottom that's crowded. And that's the bottom way of thinking. Oh, I love that. That is so beautiful. Thank you. 
Thank you, Yashika, for being mm -hmm. here today and sharing your story. You know, there's a lot of books out there, everybody, mm -hmm. that are good. There's a lot of great books out there. But right. to me, to hear the author share his or her heart, Yashika shared her heart, and you realize that what she was writing was something that she was actually coming through. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like it's kind of like her biography in, in mm -hmm. essence or part of it. But there's mm -hmm. all this knowledge um, that's just intertwined with it all. So I know that you are going to be blessed when you purchase this book. So let's help make Yashika, you know, that top selling author on this mm -hmm. book right now. Um, you know, a mother's love tested. Why not me? Let's do that together. So would you help us? Not only would you, will you thank you for buying the book, by the way, I was going to say, mm -hmm. would you, but we've already asked you to. So now I'm going to say thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you for buying the book. But thank you. you yes, thank you. Would you do us a huge favor? Yashika's story needs to be told. Mm -hmm. So there is a button that you can push called subscribe. <laughs> there might be one called share, depending upon where you're listening or viewing. And there's also those awesome like buttons and comments that bring up the algorithms. We need your help. Mm -hmm. So as you do those things, subscribe, like, share, comment, you are helping Yashika, you're helping me take this message right now, out right now. Mm -hmm. And so we thank you so much for being here, Yashika. You are precious. Your story is amazing. And thank you to all the viewers and the listeners today. Remember, you are here on purpose, with a purpose, by design. Go on out right now and be the salt and the light everywhere that you go. Thanks. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you. Ascend Above the Crowd is the newest course by Pamela Hinkle. Ascend is a self-paced email course that will come directly to your inbox and will change your mindset and your life. Each week, you will receive lessons, resources, challenges, and journal writings that will help you discover your purpose by design. It's your time to ascend above the crowd. To learn more about Ascend, go to www.purposewithpamela.com forward slash ascend. Pamela Hinkle is the founder of The Purpose Center. Pamela is a mindset mentor, author, speaker, minister, and transformation coach. Her weekly podcast, international radio show, and television show are a lifeline that changes lives and inspires people to discover their individual potential through realizing their purpose by design. Pamela is a natural motivator and has shown many how to find their niche and transform their lives. Although success is an uphill battle, Pamela gives the necessary strategies to flourish, cheering you on every step of the way. Pamela shares from her personal experiences, education, and life as a woman in leadership, utilizing decades of knowledge. Taking the approach of, let's have coffee and chat, she will awaken your dreams and purpose by design. 
Are you ready for Pamela to help guide you? Email us at purposewpamela.office at gmail.com or go to her website at purposewithpamela.com.